0: Well, people, we are back in action. LD is talking to you on a lovely Saturday morning, a snow-covered day in uh, South Jersey. We're going to talk about snow in a second here, but LD is a little hungover right now, which he's allowed to say because LD hardly ever drinks. If you're somebody who drinks all the time, nobody wants to hear about you being drunk or hungover, you know? But, like, if you don't do those things very often, it's a little different when you are. But what I wanted to say was, when I'm hungover, I drank wine last night. When I'm hungover, I really, like, think about what alcohol is, and it always throws me through a loop. Like, I just drank, like, old grapes last night. You know? Like, like that doesn't make any sense. There's, like, mold involved in wine, I'm pretty sure. There's, like, something to do with, like, the mold that's on the grapes, something of that nature. How strange is that? Like, no, like, like think about when you're drinking, like, like, When you're hungover and you had beer the night before, you're like drinking liquid bread. It's just bizarre, if you really think about it. Like, no wonder you're so dehydrated. You're just drying yourself out with with old, gross foods. But yo, 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 people. It's your man, LD, back at it again. And we are bringing you an episode of The Lowdown with LD, a Star Wars-themed episode of The Lowdown with LD. You see... I want to make this point very clear. When LD started the lowdown with LD, he made it very clear that he was not going to, you know, this was not like a appointment podcasting. LD was not going to drop an episode every week on Wednesday. You know, you're going to have to take your lowdowns with LD when you got them. But then I kind of was doing it weekly for a few weeks just because I was really caught up in the middle of the NFL season. But then I stopped. Because while LD has been tearing this Premier League season apart, as you can find on RideWithLD.com, my weekly Premier League column, I just felt I wasn't that connected to the NFL. Like, like I certainly love the NFL. I have strong opinions on the NFL. I watch, you know, no less than eight football games every Sunday. But you know what I mean. Like, there's a ton of people who know a ton about the NFL, giving you tips, giving you picks, that sort of thing. LD just didn't feel like he had uh, uh, necessarily some secret sauce to offer up. So he retracted a little bit, you know, We pulled back. But to give you a bit of a tentative schedule, because we are going to hop into uh, a little bit of a, a busy season here with the lowdown, we're doing a Star Wars-themed episode today. Going to be joined by my producer, Noah, and uh, my brother-in-law, Ryan. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian uh, season two, the finale. We're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars down the road. We're going to do a draft, a trilogy draft. It's going to be exhilarating stuff. Then early next week, I'm going to do a DC Comics episode of The Lowdown with LD, Wonder Woman 1984, drops Christmas Day. Wonder Woman is LD's very all all-time very uh, favorite superhero. Credit to me, a very progressive of me. Um, so me, producer Noah, and my friend Anthony are going to do a little DC episode of The Lowdown, uh, do a little Wonder Woman talk, a little Wonder Woman preview, that sort of thing. And then either Christmas Day or December 26, LD and producer Noah are gonna do like a live reaction. Just watch, you know, short episode of the Lowdown with LD. Capitalize on that Wonder Woman 1984 buzz. Talk about what we thought of it. That sort of thing. You know, it might just be a 20-30 minute podcast, but just a nice little thing uh, for you to listen to if you're if you're watching the movie. And then you know, after that. Probably going to do an end of the football regular season episode with my other producer and editor, Nick. He's a big Eagles fan. We'll get into all that Carson Wentz drama. Honestly, shame on LD. Probably should have done an Eagles emergency podcast with Nick already. But what are you going to do, folks? You know, sometimes life, it just grabs you. just takes you away. You know, LD's helping his parents move. LD's doing physical rehab just so we can walk in a straight line again. Well, what are you going to do? I can't. I always put, put the people first, obviously, as I'm a man who drives without his hands just for the entertainment of the internet, but, you know, at a certain point, you got to look out for yourself. Now, before we get to the Star Wars, I, I did remember that I mentioned snow and getting back to it during the initial opening. So just to, just to hit some snow points real quick, it snowed recently. Snow was one of the all-time things, and Eldley would categorize himself as someone who likes snow. But snow is one of the all-time things that, like, the concept of it is so much better than the actuality. Like, I live in South Jersey. It snows nearly every winter. I'm not in Los Angeles. Yet, for some reason, whenever it snows, people just forget how to drive. Like, it snowed, like, three days ago. There's no longer snow on the streets. There's snow on the grass, on the sidewalks, you know. But, like, the roads are normal, yet cars are still going, like, 17 miles an hour and jumping to stops here and there for no reason. You know, snow's also very cold. And now we are here with the Star Wars portion of the Lowdown with LD. Uh, I'm joined by my producer, Noah, and my brother-in-law, Ryan. Do you guys each want to give a little hello? Hey, how's it going? LD, how we doing, man? Oh, it's great. I can't – I got to say, to to get the – you know, we're going to start with the the Mandalorian here, as I said earlier – To kind of get to the end before the beginning, I guess, I'm fired up because The Mandalorian is, like, awesome. Like, I'm I'm not somebody who's just going to give my stamp of approval to anything from a big franchise. Like, if anything, I'm a little more critical than your average person. This might be my favorite Star Wars stuff ever, I think, to be honest. What do you guys think? Yeah,
1: it's hard to disagree. Uh, It's honestly just the way – it's such an atmospheric way to tell a story. I think it just fits Star Wars perfectly. I think it's definitely easily the strongest Star Wars content we've gotten since probably Force Awakens.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's, that's a no brainer. I think everyone could agree on that. What do you
2: think Yeah, Yeah, I, I agree. I just, I feel like the way they've almost like simplified the storytelling has just made it like that much more powerful. Um, I thought this season was amazing. Like you said, looking at the end, I thought the end was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of summed up. Uh, I think it got better, too, from season one as well. So, I yeah, yeah I mean, I better than cool.
1: season one and season two. Yeah. So uh, like, it just, like, got better exponentially as it went on. For sure.
0: So to look now, at uh, – I so, am
1: so the- I am personally a fan of The Last Jedi. I'm going to get that mm. out of the way now. And I, <laughs> I'm like, you know – When I say The Mandalorian is the best Star Wars content since 2000, uh, you know, since Force Awakens, I'm not trying to shit on any of the other Star Wars content. I've liked a lot of it, (laughs) to be honest.
0: We'll definitely get to uh, the newest trilogy and stuff uh, at the end here. We want to start by going a bit episode by episode through the season. And it's funny because, you know, it's only eight episodes, but it kind of feels like it was so long ago. But we started this season Uh, with the big Tatooine episode, which actually started on a totally different planet, that whole crazy fight club opening. They really came out firing this season. Like, this first episode, I think it was a bit longer than some of the other episodes. And it it was, I'd probably, I I agree with you earlier, Noah, that the season got better and better, but I think the first episode may have been one of my personal favorites, like, top three of the whole season. What do you guys uh, think?
1: I I personally love Timothy Olyphant. I think he's great. I've seen, like, almost everything he's in. So just seeing him in like a martial role, very similar to his role in like the show Justified that he did, was so cool. And just, yeah, him in the, him in the Boba Fett armor, just like casually taking it off and putting it on. It was so scummy. It was, it was very, I mean, it was very reminiscent of that, of that New Hope cantina scene, which is like, I think what the show is really going for. And I think it just nailed it. So it was a great mm-hmm. first episode.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, they definitely came out swinging um, much with the, the theme of the the season. It was I just felt like it was action packed from the start. And yeah, I, I knew it was Timothy Oliphant for some reason, like right away. I just was like that's that's him. I just thought mm-hmm. it was such a cool like cameo character. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought he played that role really well.
0: I love how he was wearing the Boba Fett armor, which like everyone has been waiting for with bated breath. Obviously, it's this big iconic thing. Yet everyone's eyes were drawn to like that big red like sweater like tunic he almost had on. If you guys remember, he's wearing like this big thick like like it almost looks like armor that like a Scotsman in the fifteen hundreds would wear. Like it was so just
1: true, so true. So it's, clothing's always weird in the Star Wars universe, man. It's, it's you all- think it'd
0: be hot on Tatooine wearing all that armor and like a bit like you'd almost expect these people to be like half naked, but they're not. They're wearing like druid robes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they dress like cowboys, right? I think it's a Western. That's true. But I I loved it. I love, it's interesting. So I've followed Star Wars for a really long time. So before the show even came out, I knew what the Mandalorians were. I even knew what a crate Dragon was before Mm -hmm. I even saw this episode. Wow. Yeah. And this is a totally different crate Dragon than like what I've normally seen in Star Wars media. But it was just cool seeing it referenced and honestly having a different take on it it's like David Filoni and, and, uh, and John Favreau, those they're clearly just so into all the Star Wars media that's come out. And you get like, you know, fans who have been with it throughout a lot of years and followed all the media, they can definitely see that.
0: And, you know, I got to give Star Wars some credit because the name crate dragon really rings home. You know, a lot of sci-fi stuff, they would have named that thing like the blah, blah, Louis Fluffin, or something like you know, something ridiculous. And like you hear the name Crate Dragon, you're immediately like, oh, that sounds you know, dragon, that's scary. Crate, ooh, like who, we, you know, what, what, what could that have to do with anything? And and you know, they really just kind of deliver on a pretty universally scary monster. They didn't overcomplicate things. They didn't give it a fancy name. You know, we just had it was them in the sand, people, the Tuscan Raider. I'm confused, by the way. Which is the proper name and which is like the slur between Tuscan Raider and Sand people? Cause sand people sounds worse in the real world, but I think from the show he was like, Don't call them Raiders, damn it. You know? Like, I got you. They're Tuscan. They're Tuscan, right? They're Tuscan mm-hmm. people. Tuscan Raiders are like
1: the warriors of the clan, right? The ones who like go okay. and bring back and bring stuff back. Sand people is like you, you shouldn't use that in Star Wars or in real life. Like at all. <laughs> okay, well,
0: excuse me. Like don't <laughs> cancel me for that's know. well put. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But then uh then episode two, we got the spiders episode. Very famous. We have baby Yoda eating some eggs. We got egg we, episode the egg eating episode. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get that's gonna be we're gonna touch on the big egg controversy at the end of talking about this episode. But the start, we got frog lady, we got we got you know a space trace. A race, I'm sorry, a space chase, I'm sorry. But most importantly, and maybe the most underrated moment of the whole season, what about Amy Sedarius's character just playing some sort of like intergalactic cards with this giant ant named Dr. Mandible?
1: That's pretty cool. I dug that. <laughs>
0: what a name. I need more Dr. Mandible. Like why? Why he's just like there are ants on Earth. Who why is there a randomly giant alien ants like that doesn't make any sense to, i need to know where dr mandible came from there's frogs on earth yeah but th- see calling frog lady frog lady is more of a testament to like what else are we going to call her she doesn't look exactly like a frog
1: no i think her language if you watch her subtitles when she's when she talks in the subtitles it says in frog and then whatever she says.
0: <laughs> it's literally oh. for a frog she should have riveted more than if you ask me that's uh, fair
1: no, I, I like Dr. Mandible. I, it's, it's just more Star Wars stuff. If you go back to that Cantina scene in A New Hope, there's so, many, there's so many aliens who are just in it for like two or three seconds, but they make such a lasting impression on you, and it's the same with Dr. Mandible. I mean, it's just, it's just more like of what Star Wars is, and it's, mm-hmm. certain, it's just another thing The Mandalorian gets right.
0: What, what do you think, Rye?
2: so it's it's funny i feel like out of the whole season or if i were to nitpick i feel like this episode was the one that was kind of the like least uh or it was like the most underwhelming i would say out of the whole season um
0: yeah, just i felt like
2: I, I felt like i watched it and it just kind of happened and i was like oh okay mm-hmm. um, yeah i
0: i didn't have any issues with it when it happened yeah, i just yeah. think it's the least rewatchable you know agreed agreed yeah it it furthers the story but like Bam. you know i I, I don't know. The, yeah. the villain is like a random cave of space alien snow spiders. I don't right. You know. Right.
1: Which and if you know if 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 you know LD on a on a on a personal level, I I gotta ask you LD. I know you're terrified of spiders. Did this, <laughs> did this, did this
0: do anything? To you? Well, I'm not terrified of spiders so much as I just don't like bugs of any kind. You know, like like people. I, I'm one of those. Like you know, some people just be like, oh, spiders. You got to keep them around. Like they eat mosquitoes. I have never been sitting on a cool summer night not getting bitten by mosquitoes and thought like, man, thank God for those spiders. You know, I, I just <laughs> get bitten by mosquitoes. So like, I, 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 you know, I do like when a show has something like monster alien spiders because you don't feel bad when they just get massacred, you know, like I'm, I'm cheering Mando on, blast them, burn them, chop them down. I don't care, you know? Yeah, oh, Yeah, that does feel good. Now, now, Ryan, you're the only one here uh, mm-hmm. that is a parent. So let me start with, yeah. with, with you on this one. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Baby Yoda eating frog ladies? Unfertilized, very important to, to reference here, the eggs. What do you, what do you think there is, as a parent?
2: So um, it's one of those. <laughs> you look at it com- differently than if you were not a parent, I would That's say, because zero. you're just like, uh, don't, like don't eat. That, and then you're like he's already doing it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you couldn't stop like, you couldn't stop and what are you what are you gonna do like yeah. he's already he's already devouring it um it's already you know he's already had it it's just you look at him you're like ah oh, come on and then you just kind of shake your head that's it, what i do with my son all the time
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like what do you don't, don't put that in your uh <laughs> i don't know if you saw this at all the internet like actually got mad Like, I remember watching that episode the day it came out, not seeing any of the discourse, and I was kind of like, oh, jeez, like, baby Yoda. Like, we just heard about how endangered these eggs are. Like, my man. Then I signed online, and there's, like, this discourse about, like, if the show doesn't care about women who've had miscarriages before. And I'm just like, guys, I think, think we're all looking a little too strongly into into this egg based joke here, or I don't even know a joke. Just, just this like C plot line in this story. Like the aliens, I don't know. Like, like they, we don't even know what they're called. She's frog lady. Like, like once again, uh, I'm pro being like, uh, I don't know about these people that thought this was like a commentary, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd hope not, you know, <laughs> like, I hope they're not trying <laughs> to say anything to, uh, to you know,
0: yeah, like, cause there, there isn't like a story there. If if that was a commentary, it's just like, oh yeah, did you hear about the dicks who wrote the Mandalorian who think like dead babies is okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, um, I, I, you know, as as someone who's not a parent, uh, <laughs> I
1: did not, I, 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 I didn't necessarily find anything that wrong with the scene. I feel like it's something that like would have played in 2002 or even when these movies would have come out and, you know, nobody would have batted an eye. Um, but yeah, nowadays it's, it's uh, definitely harder to get away with that.
0: By the way, to bring this full circle, the best angry tweet about the whole episode that I saw uh, said, <laughs> we meet an ant for 10 seconds and he gets the name dr mandible he's a medical <laughs> professional and yet this woman who we're following for two episodes who like goes through all this is just frog lady <laughs> <laughs> but next, uh, you know, the next
1: episode. Before, before we move on, I, 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 there is a scene in that that I thought I, I needed to bring up with you, LD. Because I know, I know you'll love this take. There are the uh, so when the, the the New Republic shows up at the end of that second episode, mm-hmm. and they 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 tell him like, "Oh, you know, we'd arrest you if if we wanted to, but we don't. So we're you know we're gonna let you off." They couldn't the arrest him for no reason. Do you remember
0: that? Like, yeah, he would have lit
1: them up. Well, I mean, like, what was the point of them even showing up? They just told him, like, hey, you... Oh, I get what you're
0: saying. Yeah, they kind of shouldn't have been there at all. Like, they, <laughs> they, they were kind of MacGuffins in that. That's a fair... <laughs> that is a very fair point. They, like, credit, credit to you. That, that is fair, but... Well,
1: it's just a scene I, I thought you would have loved because, like, they show up and they're like, we would arrest you, but we... Instead,
0: nope. Now, in the third episode, we go to, like, SeaWorld Planet, we got a lot of squid people. You know, I was waiting for a very heavy handed Admiral Akbar reference. I needed an, it's a trap at some point. Like like that, that wouldn't even have been corny in my mind. Like I if you know, like like I mean, Mando gets trapped like five times in that episode. Was it asking too much for a squid person to very dramatically go, Mando, look at it's a trap. Like that. That would have been an electric factory, but Here's what I gotta say before we really get into this episode. Okay, now I guess we'll start with the some, you know, land Mando lands on this squid planet. He's trying to, he's, he's told by the frog lady, like, oh, there's some, some Mandalorians here. The squid man's like, come on to our squid barge. We'll take it to the Mandalorians. Squid men betray Mando. They try to kill him and baby Yoda to take all the Vescar. I was later, dark. when Mando comes back to the dock, like, the joke is that all the squid people on this planet are related. One of the squid people comes up to Mando and is like, like, hey, you killed my brother. All right, your brother tried to kill me. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, so true. Sounds like your brother's fault, if you ask me. Like, I, I defended myself. I-
1: <laughs> There's always going to be, you know, scum and villainy who, like, don't think about stuff like that.
0: And try now, to- if, you, if you guys remember from this episode, there was, like, a soup bar in in the squid like town, Baby Yoda and Mando, I think it's when they're talking to Bo-Katan, they're at like this bar tavern yeah, with like hookah to... hoses, but yeah. they're like attached to soup containers. What do we think of the practicality of that? Would you go to a soup, a soup bar that had like tubes? No, Noah, you're a no, Ryan? I don't
1: think- I'm
0: not, a, my nah, I'm not a big soup guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like soup. I don't like most foods as you both know, but like, <laughs> I feel like once you give me tubes and stuff like I'm in. You think with like, the tubes tube you're in? Soup eating? No, yeah, I don't, I like, I could just sit, th- it's like, you know how they have those new, co- not new anymore, but there's like Coca-Cola machines where you can have a billion flavors, and you make all the combinations. Like, I just would want to fill up bowls with soup from tubes, if I'm going to be honest.
1: I do
0: No, you guys are I think, out of- I think the, t- yeah,
2: like, uh, I don't know, from the tube kind of skews me out a little bit. All
0: right, well, I think that's because yeah, you guys actually would want to eat better. the soup. Whereas I just kind of want the two, a, So okay. But yeah, this episode, we get introduced to Bo-Katan. We get uh, Sasha Banks from the WWE has, a, has an appearance as one of these Mandalorians. I do have one issue with this episode. So we're going to tie this. Fellas, tell me if you're picking yeah. up what I'm putting down here. So we're going to tie this back to the finale. But this is the only part yeah. of the finale I want to talk about. Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks reappear in the finale. There is a third Mandalorian in this episode, a, a, some man. He's just not in the finale. Like, mm-hmm. like, they have such a small squad, you think somebody like Mando would have said to Bo-Katan in the finale, like, hey, where's Stan? Like, is he still, you know, like, <laughs> like, like you know, no, another Mandalorian would go a long way here. Now they're just like, oh, there are the two girls. That was all that was this whole time. Am I wrong? He genuinely made the least impact on me. Uh, definitely, definitely.
2: Honestly, I, yeah, because I didn't even put that together. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, yeah I, so that says
2: it all. That's Definitely.
0: But I'm just saying like a body that can pull a couple triggers, that count. Like, I, we're gonna get back to the finale at the finale. But this episode, L-D- great ending. They got a high-
1: unseen. What'd you say? We're always looking out for the unseen, Yes, mm-hmm. I wasn't a bit upset mm-hmm. for him.
0: <laughs> but, but we have this great like space, not a heist, like a hijacking at the end of episode three. Um, we have that great moment where the Mandalorians are just buzzing through the ship, wiping out everyone. And that one empirical captain's like, Cl- close the doors. Cl- close the doors. <laughs> like he, you know, he's like, all the doors, just close them. I don't care. Then they get sucked out of the back. Love, by the way. Love the the empire having teeth that they get to break out of cyanide pills that zap you to death. What do we think of those? Badass. Very Ryan, you're, bad. You're, not Very
2: badass. Yeah, that that was uh that was cool.
0: That's always been in my mind, like I now, like I would just talk, like you know, I don't care. Like uh, you save me. Like here's the info you want. But I've always thought that's very cool—the fake tooth with a little pill—and I just love that they added that little extra touch that it was like the Force Lightning somehow.
1: Yeah, super cool. And they're they're just cool with like betrayal and suicide packs. Anyway, like, I mean, the guy shoots his two captains and immediately
0: starts. The, yeah, he like, yeah, just <laughs> diving into the ground. <laughs>
1: Which, very, very ridiculous of uh, Bo-Katan, was it? To to call him and say, like, we're coming for the bridge. Like, we're yeah, taking yeah, yeah. the whole ship. I would have slapped that thing out of her hand. Be like, what are you doing? We could have just not told him that.
0: Well, what's great about the end of that episode, too, is, like, she's looking for the Darksaber. And it that episode really sells you on how bad Mark, uh, bad, like, bad of a motherfucker that Moth Gideon is because... Uh, uh, Bo Katan goes like, Oh, like, where is it? And the guy's like, You know, you just don't want to know that the answer is what the answer is, you know what I mean? And like, that was very like, Whoa, like, this Moth Gideon's a bad Mamma Jamma. If like, like, they were almost afraid to say his name, like Voldemort. Well, speaking of Moth Gideon, I I gotta wonder so, is he,
1: is there a difference between the Moths and a Grand Moth? Because in the new hope there was a grand moff Tarkin Is yeah he, there's gotta uh, be
0: grand moff's gotta moffs. be the big moff mamma jamma and and you know the, the the regular moffs like it's gotta be like a brigadier general versus a general you know uh, yeah, yeah yeah sure fair enough up next episode four now I'm gonna need you to weigh in here Ryan listen to the, to the opening processes here because we got a okay. bit of a debate here okay Noah did not like episode four but I did because I love the Gill Man. The Gill Man makes a reappearance. Yeah, the Gill Man, the very first like perp we ever saw Mando get. He's like a, an indentured servant now and like Gill Man cracks me up. They're like in a life and death mission and Gill just like, hey, do we know where the air conditioner is? It's hot in here. Like, who doesn't love the Gill Man? Come on, Gilman! He's I,
2: great. I, I, yeah, I appreciate how like Star Wars kind of incorporates that humor sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I appreciate the Gilman for his role and all that. There we lab. go. Uh, that's uh, I, I will, I will say because that's really, like, looking back again on this episode, that would probably stand out to me more is his like dynamic within them. He was a buffoon. To, he was a buffoon, buffoon. Them trying to, to you know that mission that episode mm-hmm.
1: kind of very 3po-esque 3po
0: energy you know
2: yeah
1: just
0: 3, like 3po does not get we'll save that for the draft because i'm sure 3po will come up then 3po i don't know if he gets enough credit for being like one of the funniest straight men in the history of movies you know right? that dude yeah that's part of point.
1: that we'll get we'll get to it but best part of rise of skywalker for me was yeah what was that
0: um now yeah, anyway
1: before just like that it's it's like episode two where honestly i feel like you could just cut it like it's a fine episode a lot of cool action a lot of it's cool seeing uh carl weathers again but like again like why was i don't know
2: yeah if you're yeah i agree if you're ranking the episodes that's probably above like the yeah episode two he
0: needed uh, his ships to be repaired all right, very important and then he had to do like a mission for the buddies while he was there and and there was that spy guy at the ship repair yard who put the tracking beacon onto his ship that caused Grogu, the Goo Man, to get snatched later. That's fair.
1: All right, speaking could, like you could just skip it if someone's just trying to get like the gist of the Mandalorian, I'd probably recommend that.
0: Now, now speaking of the Goo Man, episode 5, we got uh ahsoka Tano. i'm sorry if i'm not saying that name right i i am not a, a fan of or i've never seen like the animated So-ka. shows and if, if we have tano, tano, something right. like that yeah that sounds right ashoka tano i think is how So-ka-ta- you say it. yeah okay but most importantly forget about our, our first jedi in the mandalorian forget about one of the best episodes of the whole show we find out baby yoda's name is grogu what do we think of the goo man guys
1: Goo man. Noah, do you
2: want to go
0: yeah, which well, I need some Goo Man takes and takes on the name Grogu, the Goo Man's backstory, all that. Are you who? Who's Goo Man? Grogu. Grogu. Like his official nickname. Grogu Goo Man. <laughs> Sometimes I call him the Goo Man.
1: I don't see it, but uh, I well, it's it's cool. It's I, I mean, like it's it's really cool. I, like he trained at Coruscant under under those Jedi Masters and. He's like what 85 years old, which what is a year in Star Wars? Who knows? But no. uh yeah, it, it like I, I thought Ahsoka's you're right, Ahsoka, her uh mm-hmm. her thing was really cool. I, I haven't seen much of the Clone Wars, but like even even outside of the Clone Wars separately, very cool Jedi character, I think, for the Mandalorian to introduce. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. She was she was pretty badass. And as far as Grogu, I I like the name. I feel like it's fitting. With, his, with him and his story. Um, yeah, and I thought that was a good intro for the first Jedi.
0: Yeah, I love her of, at the beginning of that episode where she's like turning off her lightsabers and like sneaking through the mist and just like right, samuraiing yeah, one off. In the people.
1: mist, man. The whole cinematography for, for that episode was amazing. The stuff with yeah. the moon and the trees and the swamp and the, like that kill Bill moment where Ahsoka faces yeah. off as the magistrate. That was really cool stuff.
0: I do gotta this- say, uh love. Love that like coward martial man who was like the right hand of the 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 empress woman who like oh, he was exactly. like trying to hang he, he like that man tried every trick in the <laughs> book to try to like not have to fight Mando or to just shoot him when his back was he was like, Oh, yeah. like we'll let the the women handle this one, huh? There are bosses, like no need for us to fight. And then he's just like so, like, nice weather around lately, huh? He's trying to right, Look, him, you yeah. didn't even tell me to. I'm just going to put my gun down. Why very, not? Like, very and then the man just goes him. Who, who do you think will win? Could be yeah. side. Could be my side. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I would have just started to run away if I was that man at one point. Like, I don't know what he was trying to prove. Yeah. But, no, good episode and good uh, – that was that was the
1: first episode of the season where I was really interested in seeing what happened next because she talks of that she says jedi on the, the 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 thing on the hill and that that'll attract another jedi and so I'm immediately thinking like you know luke mm-hmm. like i'm i'm thinking i i'm 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 getting there already in my head of like what could happen next so I was really excited to keep going after that one for the first mm-hmm. time in the season I think
0: there's a lot of great tension in that episode too because like when uh, Ahsoka Tano and and Mando first meet. Like you really don't know what's gonna happen. Like like you know like like they fight it first. You know what I mean? Like like she assumes he's an assassin, this and that. And then honestly, when Ahsoka Tano was fighting that woman at the end, when that woman knocked her one lightsaber into the water, I was kind of like, ah, like I always gonna win. You know? <laughs> yeah, they. Could,
1: I mean, you, you know, you at this point in the series, right? There's nothing. There's nothing further past The Mandalorian with Ahsoka in it. So, like, for all we know, Mm -hmm. he could die at any moment in the show.
0: Yeah. Um, And then Six. Six is a big episode. We got the return of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. I got to say, as somebody who – I I do like Boba Fett. I've always liked Boba Fett. But it is weird to me now with, like, how much Boba Fett we're necessarily getting. Just because, like, when you were – you know, Boba Fett's one of those guys that, like, that that dude became – a legendary iconic piece of pop culture just because like of an action figure that looked cool, you know what I mean? Like in the original movies, in the original trilogies, he's kind of a bozo. Like he, we keep hearing like, oh yeah, like, oh, this guy's the best. But like Han Solo taps into him when he was blind and like knocks him out for 50 years.
2: He's not really in the mood. Like if you really like for the amount of time he's in the movies. It's not very. It it's not like great. a big role. It just yeah. It's just. I cool... think in
1: episode five and six combined, he's got a total of like six to seven minutes of screen time. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And yeah, And as LD pointed out, you're so right. The all of those five and six minutes, he's either standing around or failing miserably. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like there's that moment where Darth Vader just points at him and goes like, no disintegration. And he's like, as you wish. And I always thought to myself, <laughs> like all these guys have disintegration guns. That's not that impressive, you know, like, uh, but, but like, I don't know Then in this movie, he's like an Apache warrior. He's like blending in with the hills and like hitting people with, he's like, he, he can fight with staffs. He doesn't even need a suit. I, I don't know.
2: And he's old, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's like, and that's he's been like wallowing about in Tatooine for years. Like, how peak of fighting shape is he in? I don't
2: even know how he got out of the predicament he was in. Yeah, the Sarlacc
0: pit when he should have died. That's not addressed. I do, I do like him coming back with Fennec, the 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 female assassination that that was in the episode with the, the one bozo from the first season. Not There's right like, now. Boba Fett's like right-hand girl who was always with him. She was that assassin oh, that Mando and like the wannabe bounty hunter had to go after in season one.
1: Oh, that was her. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I knew she was definitely in season one. I, I just while I was watching, I was like, I can't remember you. But yeah, I love that episode of season one. I just Same. didn't remember her from it.
0: But But this episode with Boba Fett, like this is one of the best, like talk about an episode where like so much happened yet you feel, no, I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean this in terms of anticipation. Like, I remember that episode ended and I felt so unsatisfied because I was like, I feel like we got like, you know, Boba Fett, cool. Then all this stuff happened, you know, Grogu gets grabbed, There are the dark troopers, the ship blows up. I was like, there are way more questions than answers now, you know?
1: Big time. Yeah, no, it was, that was a major episode because yeah, like you said, the ship gets blown up and baby Yoda gets taken and it, like, all of that adding up, another another one of those episodes where it just made you wonder what. Oh, and then they reintroduced Bill Burr, and the, he was like, "We gotta go
0: get Bill. We gotta
2: Burr. go. We gotta go get him."
1: And
0: oh I- yeah, I can. You- I <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved, I loved that. Like, we'll get into that now. The Bill Burr episode. I so I like Bill Burr. So I don't mean this in a negative way. Just Bill Burr's one of those comedians that's so big that like. Some people are, like, Bill Burr, like, fans in the sense that, like, they follow his whole I'm not a Bill Burr fan like that. Like, he isn't one of the people that, like, you know, I know a ton about. I follow all of his stuff. He, I, I think that man deserves an Emmy for episode seven. Like, that man was so funny. So, so funny in this episode. Yeah, dude, the bit about the helmet
1: where he's like you're changing your rules all the time. You tell me you can't take your helmet off here you are with your helmet off. You want a stormtrooper helmet? Well, like what's the deal? Like I was like oh my god, he's just on a stage doing stand up. That,
2: exactly. That's exactly where I just put him on stage doing like a stand up bit. He was perfect. That was he was perfect. Amazing. I I love his character.
0: Yeah, me too. Um yeah. And 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 on top of that like that's what's great too is like apparently and I've read this like Bill Burr isn't some Star Wars fan like he doesn't know much about it, never really followed it. Like It's incredible how much he's just Bill Burr in these episodes, but he's not, like, pulling you out of the ep. Like, it all fits. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, he feels like an insertion of someone who's not a Star Wars fan, which is the best part. Because uh, I remember specifically that they were like, they have the child. And he looks around and he's like, a little green guy? Like, he he doesn't give a... Fucking shit, man.
0: Well, he also didn't really know the goo man. Like, if you think about it, like (laughs) in that episode with Bill Burry, like pops out of a, a, like a cabinet and Bill Burr's like, oh man, though you're full of surprises. Whereas like with everyone else, whenever he rolls up, he's like, they have the child. They're like that child took the venom out of my heart. Like, oh my, you know?
1: (laughs) Right. No, that was a, that was a, that was a good episode. And that was crazy. I, I remember that's probably actually the most tension I've felt besides the finale watching Mandalorian season two was the, was the moment where the Imperial officer catches, uh, catches the Mandalorian with his helmet off. And he's like, you know, what's your TK number? And I was, I was like, damn, this guy is scary. Like I, and then, and then it kept going where he made them get drinks with him. And like, I was, I was genuinely, genuinely
0: held in suspense. And then, and then Bill Burr just gets like a conscience and he's like, screw you. we lost a lot of good lives that day. Yeah. yeah. That was great. And I, Oh, okay. Before we get to the finale, I do have to wrap this episode up with this. What about at the end of the episode when they're like, Oh, it's a shame old Blofeld died in the, in the thing. And, and Bill Burr's like, huh? Really? He just struts off into the jungle. Like, no way, can you drop me off at this planet? They take him to this random jungle planet where the empire is, and they got to do a mission. And then they're like, hey, you're a free man. He's like, cool, and he just walks away. What?
2: <laughs> if you want to point out a flaw for the episode, yeah. Well,
0: it'd just, be, it just... Like if I quit. It'd be like if I quit my job while I was in Kenya, and like on a business trip, so I just walked into just the gym there. You know what I mean, I was just it's like, oh. It's more like if you got busted out of prison.
1: You know, instead of weeping. I don't know.
0: Like, if I was him, I would have been like, "Hey guys, I'm a sharpshooter. Like, take me on this mission to get the kid, and then just like drop me off literally anywhere else." Like,
1: that was a bummer. If I have, if I have like a, you know, somewhat of a criticism for the finale, it would be that Bill Burr wasn't there. Cause that
0: I feel was- like he would have maybe overpowered though. Like, uh, like. Like Bo Katan's all like, you know, this is the plan. And Bill Burr would have been like, "Aye, right, why is this lady yelling at us? You know? Like... Right. No, it's just, if we're,
1: if we're jumping into the finale now, it's 12 it's just, o'clock. I just started off with saying that, like, it's, it's this total culmination of all of not just season one, but not just season two, but also some season one characters all banding together to rescue this kid. And, like, one of the most notable, memorable characters from both seasons isn't there. I, I mean, maybe they couldn't get him. I don't know. But maybe he uh, died
0: in the jungle from dysentery or something.
1: I'm just saying if you're doing like, you know, an event type collection of characters of the Mandalorian,
0: like, where's Bill Burr? I guess with Bill Burr, it's like he did his part, like the episode or that episode, you know? Totally. I did love seeing him in like the salt mines. Man, did that intergalactic jail look brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the finale. Action-packed, mm-hmm. man, I mean, you know, like, let's just start there. A lot of, lot of chances for stuff to go wrong. They got a board uh, Moth Gideon's, like, speed, uh, like, light cruiser. You know, they come in on the stolen ship, and immediately, Moth Gideon's like, no, just TIE Fighters. And they're all, all, like, looking around, They're like, okay, guys, like, don't. I love how, by the way, how uh, 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 Bo-Katan just goes like, you know, uh, Moff Gideon tells him, dispense TIE fighters, like don't let them in. TIE fighters come out and the people on the radio are like, hey guys, like look out, we're sending some TIE fighters. Okutan just goes like, negative, like we're, we're being chased, I'm coming in. We already saw that the Empire will just like kill their own without a second thought, but like this one time, like, I don't know. I, somebody would have like blown them out of the sky, I think. But that's not really a nitpick so much as like, uh, she she really had some balls just flying in there, huh? What do we think of the tactical decision of leaving Boba Fett out in the ship, not in the base, fellas? What do, what do we think of this if we're going to break down their strategy?
1: Makes sense, I suppose, from a strategy. Might have been cool to see Boba Fett doing some stuff during the mission. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think everybody kind of wanted to see that. But I guess, you know, he's, he is the oldest of the crew.
0: Sure, but tell me this. Also, ready? So they, they picked up Cara Dune, right? Uh, what's, what planet was she from? She's from that planet where, like, it all starts, Yeah. Because she's where Carl Weathers is. It, it's, like, where the Bounty Hunters Guild is. Like Vandor or something.
1: Like, yeah, sure our, it,
0: I think it begins with an A, maybe. But M- anyway, you know who else is on that planet and has proven to know to be able to fly a ship and not do much else? That Gilman. Man. Why didn't they get Gilface to fly the? Sh- he's a coward. He doesn't like fighting. Just drop him off. Yeah,
2: drop him yeah. off. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. You could have had a fighter like Boba. You know, in in the combat, guy like Gilface, man in the controls. You know. There you go. see it's another it's another flint. No Bill Burr. No Gilface. We needed Gil. Maybe even before Bill Burr, they should have gotten Gilface. I think yeah, he's. He's valuable. Gilface is great at pointing out, and I love how quickly we've diverged from <laughs> talking about the finale to Gilface. But Gilface is great at pointing out what could go wrong. If they're approaching and Gilface is the pilot, he's like, hey guys, what if they shoot us? You know, he's like very worried about stuff. That's another good comparison to 3PO, always pointing out the odds. Mm. I like Gilface, man. But so they get <laughs> in there and they're like, all right, you guys go to the bridge. That's where Grand Moff Tarkin is. I, Mando, I'll go take care of the dark troopers. Mando has a hell of a time with the dark Troop. Just the one,
2: just, thought, yeah. Yeah. just
0: had the one. And like, I didn't really fully grasp what the dark, to be honest, like before this episode, I kind of just thought the dark troopers were like stormtroopers who could actually aim. But in this episode they do a great job even before de- demonstrating how strong they were being like, no, 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 they're pure. Dr-. They found out mm-hmm. the last weakness was man, great line there who, who doesn't love something like that you know but then we immediately get shockingly a confrontation between Mando and Grand Moff Tarkin Grand or no no, no I'm sorry is it even tar- no Grand Moff Tarkin's Grand Moff Tarkin who are we talking about here Grand, or Moff Gideon I'm Moff sorry Gideon, I, just, yeah, yeah. I just had a fuse uh, malfunction there but Moff Gideon's got Grogu got Grogu in handcuffs very sad Grogu's making his adorable baby noises, where he's just like, meh, you know what I mean? And and he's like, it is very funny though to see the the image of uh, Moth Gideon just having his lightsaber out, like kind of pointed at Grogu, you know? Because like Grogu didn't look sad, he didn't look scared, he just looked the way he always does, you know? Yeah, Um,
1: and telling him to drop the saber, which he's done. Like I feel like all throughout this series, he's been telling people, stop pointing your weapons at the baby. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Tell me, so we have a standoff, right? Uh, 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 Mando walks in and, and Moff uh, uh, Gideon's got the lightsaber up and he's like, drop your weapon, Mando. So if I was Mando, I'd kind of say, well, look, you know, I don't want the kid to die. I know you don't want to die. You kill the kid. I'll be really sad. I'm still alive and gonna kill you. So I kind of am holding the power here, you yeah, know? Yeah, hand in that, absolutely. But I will give the writers a lot of credit, and I need you guys to weigh in on this for me. I re- they got me. Like, I kind of thought, you know, Moff Gideon was playing this whole game where he's like, no, 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 you have the baby, and you, like, you go get out of here, and then I'll kill the rest of these suckers. I, I, thought, I was like, damn, like, man, it was going to take this deal and kind of abandon everyone, you know? I fell for it. What about you two? Ryan, you were pointing. I one.
2: let I let my guard down. Yeah, yeah. They got me a little bit too. I was like, oh, I was like, that's yeah. gonna work out okay. Then he's just gonna get the the kid, and he's gonna get to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would.
0: I thought it'd be like the controversy of him leaving everyone else. You yes. Know? What uh, do you think? No. do you think? We're just a bunch of idiots. No, 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 no. I agree. He's just the
1: guy who plays Gideon. I always forget his name. Oh uh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, um. i'll I'll look it up you keep talking
1: yeah he's just such an incredible actor that like even when he's lying i just believe him i'm like Mm -hmm. oh wow he's really just gonna let the mando leave and take the baby and that'll be that like that's pretty surprising Giancarlo esposito is his name yeah Mm -hmm. uh uh, but uh, it made me wonder and this is this is something i've been wondering pretty much all throughout the season is like you know they they talk about the blood and there's the one there's the one scientist who says we need more blood to run these experiments what are they doing this is like I, I, like do you think they're trying to make clones of jedi like is that are they maybe making the snokes
0: that were in the test tubes maybe it's all for the snokes right mm-hmm. i mean i mean that, well that's it. okay we're gonna, we're very close to wrapping yeah. up we have some more things to hit here cuz then i got to talk about how this all why like I mean, I don't know, cause maybe they need his blood to make the frozen Death Star wielding ghost star destroyers we, we saw in Ryan. Re- I don't know.
1: The only reason I brought it up early is because I thought, like, you know, when he said like, Oh, I have all the blood I need, I was like, sounds reasonable. Yeah, no,
0: that's me too. I was like, all right, like he doesn't need him anymore. He yeah, smart right. move, letting making man no oh, go. <laughs> But so then, you know, Cool fight after that is- Yeah, awesome. they have a great fight. Mm-hmm. Mando beats him, drags him to like the thing. And then, and I told this to Noah already, Ryan, I need your yep. take on this. Yep. So then we're holed up in like the control center and moth uh, Gideon's all like, ha ha ha, like Mando beat me, not you, Bo-Katan. And Bo-Katan's like, damn it, he's right. If I'm Mando, I'm saying like, hey, all right, I, I get I don't know all of this. Let's figure this out later. He's trying to turn us against each other. I know that seems obvious, but when this kind of stuff happens in TV, it's like, let's all just take a time out, really, you know? <laughs> let's, like, let's, like, let's
2: assess, yeah.
0: Yeah, like if let's, I if I was ever in a room with like one of my best friends and Osama Bin Laden, and Osama Bin Laden was trying to get me to be mad at my best friend, I'd be like, well, let me think about who's, who's saying this to me, you know? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here, guys, <laughs> you know?
1: Seriously, it's weird that Bo-Katan is like, oh, what Gideon's saying is right. I do got
0: to beat you in battle for that. And he's like, I don't want this, just take it. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) And honestly, what I thought, so he does take off his helmet soon thereafter, and we'll get to that in a minute, a tearjerker if there ever was one. But, like, I thought he was going to take off his helmet and be like, hey, look, you told me, like, being a mandalorian's like all about what you make of it like look at me taking my helmet off how about you just take this lightsaber and like you know we we edit that little tradition a little bit too you know
2: <laughs> but I oh compl- man i completely agree yeah i feel like yeah. they were just playing right into what he wanted and i was like oh and then he covers play. that blaster
0: yes. which i i got to get there i'm shocked no one died in this like i kept waiting for like I to be honest, I know I just talked about how much I love that sniper Fennec girl earlier. I I kind of had my fingers crossed. I was like, just let it be Fennec who dies. I don't need to see Bo Katan die or something. He like was that. like my Fennec's... first thought of
1: like, well, mm-hmm. if someone's gonna die, it's probably her.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like that Not... way, Boba Fett could be all
0: sad in the ship when they get back. <laughs> then we had the Dark Troopers come flying in like Iron Man, which that was, was scary, very cool. Man. Yeah, and they and they then in
1: turn, like someone in the bridge is like. You had trouble taking out one of them. i mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, we didn't put the freaking ball of uh, red nose on the nose.
0: Yeah, Found and then, the and like they're just there's a billion of them, and they're just storming through, the punching doors, and then folks like, I remember I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, something's gotta happen, you know what I mean? When that x win came in, what were we all thinking? I, 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 I we need to go through this. Oh what? my God. It was that you
1: see the X-Wing and it's like, you know, how could you not think Luke, man? How could you not?
0: I, I read a little too much into like the theories. I was like, oh, this is some guy named Rex who I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I was like, I mean, soft. I don't know. Like, he, and then he came out. And I'm like, it's right, a green lightsaber. I see a hand with an ominous black leather, leather glove. Like, that's <laughs> so Luke Skywalker, right? Like, you know, and, and, and it was, and it was awesome, and it, and he was like crunching people with his, like, the force.
1: What did we all think of the CGI face, though?
0: Uh, that was, you know. Uh, it, it worked. Out. I feel like in the beginning,
2: when he first unveiled himself, I was like, oh, wow. And then I think as his scene went along, like, there were moments where, like, oh, that looks really.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, not it, as it great, worked, but. The, it got worse the more it went on. Uh, yeah. But not, not to a crazy degree. I just had a funny moment being like, Who's going to play Luke? Like, who takes that on? Is it someone unknown? Is it someone we recognize? And then I saw it and I'm like, that, they're just, okay, <laughs> that's just Mark yeah. Hamill. I guess we're never going to get a recast of these characters, which is like fine. It's just such a weird weird world
0: it's not i got i'm happy more camel got like a moment in the sun though if i'm gonna be honest you know like he got to tweet out friday morning anyone see any good tv today like come on yeah I'm that's happy, cool guy. that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. That's cool. i mean uh, when he took the goo man i was a i was a mess oh man oh when 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 man, because like That's what's funny is like Luke's all like, all right, I'll be taking him now. And Mando's like, he doesn't want to go with you. And then Luke goes like, he wants your permission. And then Mando immediately is just like, you're going to go with him now. Like he's going to be good. Oh my goodness. I thought they were going
1: to go so far with the fan service to have Luke say something when uh, Mando took off his helmet. Like uh, just like my dad. (laughs) So <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I too know what it's like to have a father figure reveal themselves from under a, a, a helmet something
1: like that. <laughs> the last time yeah no that, it was like dude that that was one thing i don't think i because like the whole season he's looking for someone to drop this kid off with and the entire time even through season one i'm like well, that would never happen. I mean, this as long as this show – like, it'll probably end with that. The whole show will probably end with him, like, you know, parting ways with the kid. But there's no way throughout the entire show he's ever going to give it up. And, like, sure enough, it,
0: Luke walks away with him. Well, let me, let me start our Season 3 predictions and kind of wrap up the Mandalorian talk with this. So I was – I was thinking about this recently, how funny it is that The Mandalorian was highly anticipated for such a long time when no one knew the existence of Baby Yoda. Like, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a cool show about a bounty hunter. And then in this season premiere, there was this shocking surprise of a Baby Yoda. And, like, then it was like, oh, so this shows about Mando and Baby Yoda. In theory, like, there always was a show that existed in our heads of just The Mandalorian, right? You know what I mean? Like, doing Mandalorian things. And I kind of think it's really cool that, like, to an extent that that's what we're going to get now. Like, we got this two-season story. Maybe the next two seasons is going to be about freeing Mandalore or about the fight for Mandalore, you know? I wonder, man. I almost think
1: they're going to bring Baby Yoda back, dude. Like Immediately? in season three. Like, something's going to happen where he's back in Mandalorian's care.
0: Really? That's I think interesting. that's what the whole
1: show's about. Yeah, I, think, I don't think it's just a two-season arc. What do you
0: think, Ron? Yeah,
2: I, I feel like we've gotten so attached to Baby Yoda to just have him go away. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know how exactly he comes back. Like, yeah, do they keep incorporating Luke? Like, is this the last time we see Luke? Um, or does Mando – yeah, or does Mando go his own separate way and just start his own, like, next mission? I don't, I don't know.
1: See, now, I, that – what, what LD is touching on is, is something I do want. I, I want uh, like a separate Mandalorian show almost where it's about something completely different an mm. another unique adventure, but something, uh, something I think they're going to do. And this is just, again, and touches on what star Wars does as a whole is like, it's all about connections and family and dragging things out longer than they need to be. So I, 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 I think somehow we're not done with baby Yoda. There's like, like you pointed out, there's still so many questions there. Like what, like what, this kid is clearly like the most, is going to be like the most powerful thing, right? In the, like the most, like the next Yoda, you know, who is like the ultimate Jedi. Um, and I, I, I think to just like leave it at that under the care of Luke, like, cause, cause if you go by that logic, you have to assume, right? That like Ben Solo ends up killing him. And, you know, when we find out... Well, he's
0: definitely going to come back at some point if you don't think there's going to be a tear-jerking return. Like, that's almost why I think you're wrong to an extent is because, like, I can't imagine they're bringing Baby Yoda back episode one of season three. Because if you think, even if it's not a two-season arc, if you think they're not going to wait five episodes so there can be this big, dramatic, like, oh, my God, Baby Yoda's back,
1: like you know cool if in if in season five or six of the mandalorian the mandalorian's like down on his luck like really about to die (laughs) and then some kid comes in with a green lightsaber flipping around and it's like toddler baby yoda
0: i would love to see him slightly older but not much older at all like a toddler like you said (laughs) yeah also regular yoda spoke english has anyone ever referenced that like this in theory, the the, the goo the goo man will be able to speak at speak. some point.
1: Yeah. Point. But he's like 80 years. I, I I imagine like another 80 years has to go by before he's even a kid. So I don't even
0: know if we'll ever see that. So now let's let's look at um let's look at the uh, big slate of announcements from from Disney Plus and from Disney. Disney just oh, had some boy.
1: big is kind of an understatement. <laughs> so. Freaking insane how many things they announced.
0: Definitely. I have them all written out here. So we will start with the two that are connected to some extent to the Mandalorian. There is going to be an Ahsoka Tana show and a Rangers of the New Republic show. There's also going to be a show called The Book of Boba Fett. We didn't really mention that. Did you guys both see the season, the post credit scene? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Noah, did you? No. There's a I had a, feel, I had a where... feeling they
2: were going to do something like that, so I, yeah. I stuck around, and yeah, sure enough. Finale,
0: yeah. there's a post credit scene where Baby or Baby Yoda, sorry, Boba Fett and Fennec like go to Jabba's palace and kill everyone there, and uh, the Boba chair. Fett's like, you know, I'm the big mamma jamma around here now. Okay. okay. And they said like the book of Boba Fett coming 2021. So we're gonna get an Ahsoka solo show and a Boba Fett solo show. What do we think of both of those, boys?
1: I yeah, I'll watch. I mean, it depends on who's connected, right? I mean, there's been a lot of Star Wars media that's come out since the Disney buyout that's like kind of stunk, based on you know whoever was handling it. And so, but if you got a guy like Dave Filoni who, or uh, yeah, you know, John Favreau attached, I'm in. Um,
0: I think Felloni is doing the Ahsoka show, but I could be wrong. That could be really cool. That could be, that could be cool. And
1: that makes sense. That's his character, you know?
0: That's, yeah. 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 And I and feel they, like I'm
2: more excited for that, the Ahsoka one, than the Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said earlier, like, I was always a Boba Fett fan, but, like, I got a show about a Mandalorian being cool. I don't need another. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, and then the other is Rangers of the New Republic, Uh, which is actually who those guys in the second episode, that was supposed to be like the nod to this series. From my limited understanding, well, first off, we're talking about the guys that pulled over um, uh, Mando and then helped them at the very end. was like, I could have. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think they got like their own score in that episode. Whenever they were on screen, like this cool music played. But I believe Uh the idea there is that like the Rangers are like the – soldiers of the new republic like out on the outer rim at the far off planets like you know using their own code of law to take care of business like what do what do we think of that
1: yeah that's something i'm actually really interested in seeing that the mandalorian's not touching too much on and that's fine because the mandalorian has got its own agenda on what it wants to display in the universe but i am really curious in what the world looks like after you know politically speaking and on a grander scale, I guess, like what's it look like for regular life, like normal, regular Joes after the Empire and and the New Republic's taken over? Is it going well? Is it going
0: bad? And that is one of my issues with the newest trilogy was that, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy is like the greatest underdog story of all time, the rebels against the Empire. I remember being a kid like watching Star Wars for the first time really rooting for these rebels, you know what I mean? Being like, man, they don't got a shot in hell, but like, let's do it, boys. When they won, I was going nuts. And then A Force Awakens comes out, and it's just like, the Empire's just like still in charge, basically. I don't know, like, and and I think that it's just the issue of like, they haven't gotten all the time. Like, I really think shows like Rangers of the New Republic, Mandalorian, you know, Ahsoka Tano might do a really good job of kind of filling in that backstory of what happened, what's going on, and all that, you know? I
1: would love to see the rise of the First Order because that's one of the things that makes the least sense in this new trilogy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How well, did, if, if how you how played did before did the Fortnite. You might like, become the resistance. Like, yeah, like, that never made sense. Mm-hmm. Why are the good guys the resistance when they want to? I'm with you on that. It makes sense. They're, yeah. Next, we've got an animated show called The Bad Batch about a bad batch of clones from The Clone Wars. What do we think of this one, fellas? That's all the information I have on it. Bad batch of clones. I hope it's bad as in like ragtag and silly rather than bad as in evil because they all become evil eventually. I I think
1: ragtag and silly. I, I actually think it's referencing the episode. I think there's an episode of The Clone Wars if it's not called the Bad Batch, then it's called it's called something else very similar to that. And it's about these clones who are all in a squad together and they're all defected, so to speak. I don't know if you guys have watched The Clone Wars, but it's a really famous episode um where it's these defected clones. They that they, they're they're told they're shit, they're told they can't do anything. And and there's this janitor in the clone facility who uh who is a clone and he was also defected, and he was like, cheer up boys I you know I was told I couldn't do anything either but here I am helping out and he's a janitor and then in the end of the episode or or in the second part of the episode there's an attack on the clone facility and like the janitor gives his life so that this bad batch of clones can like provide the escape necessary for the rest of them and it's kind of emotional and really nice and I think the bad batch is about those guys so I'd be pretty interested because that was a good episode you would love that yeah. LV because it's, you know, janitor and he's all, he's all like, ah. Oh.
0: Okay, just because I love the Queen's Gambit does not mean that I have, like, a penchant for janitors. I loved Mr. Scheibel. That does not just you know, stretch across all mediums. But, oh, well, you know. Ryan, what do you think? Bad batch of clones. Yeah, you, you got uh, any takes on this. Any, any thoughts?
2: I, this? I, I, I don't, honestly. I, I was, yeah, doing a little bit of research on all these announcements, and that was kind of the, the one that didn't really do much for me. I'll the be The next
0: one is just called Andor. And it's about a guy from from uh, Rogue One. Really don't like. This is one of those. Oh, like sure. Give us a Boba Fett show. We can act like people out there. Like, dude, I needed the rest of Andor's story.
1: Couldn't be less excited about this one. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm one. I, I'm one of those people who don't like Rogue One. And now, I do like Rogue One. I love the monk. You love the monk. Yeah. See, I just think, and you know what, this is something I didn't, you know, I, I praise the Mandalorian a lot, but if I, if I have one major overall complaint, it's that Star Wars to me is a series about characters who have a lot of, who have a lot of passion and who like just have a lot of life to them, you know, like Luke, Han, Leia, Vader, like they're all these larger than life, same with Obi-Wan people. And the Mandalorian along with Rogue One, I feel like it's a lot of just, like, stale, monotone, I mean, one-note kind of characters that I can't really get super invested in, and like I'm saying, that's that's one of the number one things I like about Star Wars is investable characters, so this Andor show about the about him, I'm just not excited, man. I, you told me you before that we started the podcast. You told me his name was Andor, and I'm like, who's that? Like, I I, I didn't even remember his name.
2: Ro- See, I Ryan, thought that was look- a pl- I thought that was a place. See, I didn't even know that was his name.
0: Okay, there you go. Andor so, sounds like a good name for a planet. That's what I I that's what I assumed,
2: and I didn't know it was his character. Yeah, and again, I don't I'm I'm with you. Noah. I didn't like Rogue One at all. Um, so I don't have any investment in in this. And this Diego guy. So. Me,
0: me, me and Noah were, were roommates when Rogue One came out and okay. I feverishly defended the characters by saying I loved uh, the monk and the guy with the big machine gun. That's all I needed. There, was, there okay. was a guy in Rogue One whose whole identity was like, well, I got the big chopper. I'll hold him back. Love that guy, see? But no, now Noah, you did text me earlier about that note about the Mandalorian and it was about Gina Carano's character. And I'll give this to Gina Carano. You were right, like she has kind of a wooden performance or character, her character is three different scenes where like, she's like, no, no. And then Mando's like, oh, did I mention we're going after the empire? And then she goes like, "Yeah, I'm in. You know, she gets a lot of those. I'll give (laughs) Gina Carano this. Her and and Fennec were very badass, I thought, in the Bill Burr episode because they're like watching the base that Bill Burr and Mando are in and like Bill Burr and Mando keep getting in trouble, but they're like picking people off on the outside. I thought that was kind of badass. Yeah, them- any of her action performances are
1: fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the best mm-hmm. in the show, I think. She's a, an amazing stunt coordinator. Um,
0: the next two... Okay, yes. So the next like three, I don't really have much on at all. There's something called the Acolyte, which is taking place in like what they call the Grand Republic. So I imagine this is like an old story. I'm out on that. I don't need like Star Wars religion. When they got in with the midi-chlorians, it was all a bit mo- I like the force to be as vague as possible, you know? I don't, I don't know if I need all this. What do you two say? Ryan, you're nodding with me
2: yeah I feel like in 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 hearing all the announcements, it's like, all right, like when like how much is too much? Um, yeah. and I feel like this is another example of that I just mm-hmm. like I don't, See, I don't have really any interest in it. I don't know I feel like I've said that for most of the stuff you've asked me about, but it's <laughs> yeah. there's there's a lot of things that I'm just like, ah, I don't really know, I don't mm-hmm. really know about that.
1: i i heard every word you said ld i heard the description of the show and i'm still not
0: even sure what even (laughs) exactly exactly what so so this one and the next two are very big question marks for me and then after that we have some some decent sounding stuff because the next one is just called a droid story and this is again where i don't need jedis in all of my star wars stuff but like I don't want to see some droids doing stuff. Like droids, droids are like problem solvers of the Star Wars. Like, like what am I going to get sad that these droids are, you know, have small functions and purposes? I, I don't care. I don't even like when the droids come up all that much in the normal shows. And is in, that animated in the by
1: the way? What? You know if that one's animated? I got no idea. <laughs> it's I, I, I really like that's, that's even more of like couldn't care less. I'm normally into animated, but, like, that just...
0: Well, speaking of animation, the last one in the, like, who knows category is called Visions, and they said it's going to be an anime. Man, man, that'll be interesting. I don't know. That's something. Like, I'll... At a question mark, yeah. That'll be cool art, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm more interested in Visions than the Acolyte or a droid story. I'll say that. The Acolyte. Yeah, that is, sounds yeah. made up. So then next we have Lando. This is where stuff gets interesting. We got Donald Glover coming back for a Lando show. I mean, I, I think it's incredible that they got Donald Glover for this. I love Donald Glover. I think he's incredibly talented. I love Lando Calrissian. I think this is going to be awesome. What do you guys got to say?
2: Did you like him as Lando in Solo?
0: Yeah, I thought he was the only good part of Solo.
2: Okay, I, I agree. I agree. I mm-hmm. like Donald Glover too. Um, this should be cool. I'm a big Lando fan as well. This should be a good one.
0: And I don't know who's making this, but, like, Donald Glover has his own production house. Him and his brother are big-time TV writers. Like, I think he's going to have enough of a stamp on this that, like, you know, it'll definitely be very creative and different, you know? I agree. um, Then we got – the big announcement wasn't the Obi-Wan show. We already knew about that, but now we know that Hayden Christensen is coming back, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader – what do we think of this? This, this is awesome, I think. Like, I, just give me e- Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen battling with their minds across space, being all like, you know, I, I was trying to train you, Anakin. I hate you. That's all. Give me, give me 50 minutes of that. I'm in.
2: That's the one. I mean, that's the one I'm super excited for. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have to say anything more. Obi-Wan, yeah. Ewan, and Hayden, just I'll, I'll watch whatever they put out.
0: Oh, man. And then we have two movies that were the big announcements. Uh, one, I just know, is called Rogue Squadron. No idea what it's about. Being Patty directed J- by what? Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah, that's what yep. I was about to say. Directed yep. by Patty Jenkins, who's done the last two Wonder Women movies. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely the other movie. I don't think there's anything out about it. Just that Takai Watiti is going to be the one making it. I'm, I'm in on both of these movies based just on the directors. Those two directors have my attention. They've earned my trust. I like Star Wars. I'm going to see both of those, you know? Yeah. Uh, do, do we know the title of the Taika one? I, I don't believe so. I, I believe it's just like untitled Takai Watiti yeah, production. Not
1: for a while, but that'll be cool. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, he's been involved with The Mandalorian. He directed some episodes. He voice acted in it. He's been great. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed his presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will now be doing our draft portion of the podcast. We're going to be doing a snake draft. There's three of us, nine Star Wars movies that are in trilogies. No Rogue One will be available here. We're going to be doing a snake order. And uh, I have this old bingo machine with like a wheel and a cage. I'm spinning it now. The first ball will represent my number, 58. Ah, 58. Mm. All right. Pretty pretty high number there. The next ball will be Noah's. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. <laughs> so Noah will not be getting the first pick, needless to say. If I had a bingo board. And that three on it. <laughs> Oh wow! And Ryan <laughs> gets fifty-nine, so 59. Ryan will be picking first. Wow! I will be picking second, and Noah will be picking third. Wonderful. All right.
2: So my first pick is *The Empire Strikes Back*. Do yep. so I have to give a little reason why? Yeah, I yeah. Pick give it.
0: give a little explanation. I, I think this is.
2: Uh, I feel like this is the consensus number one. I feel like with Star Wars fans. Um. I think it just—it just brings me back to my childhood watching him, and I think it's just overall the best, uh, just overall movie. And it, it's really tough to dispute that. So, part of I just—that's what I feel.
0: Tough you got Hoth, think. you got Luke losing his arm, you got Carbonite, yep. you got some heavy hitters, you got Cloud yep. City, you got hiding in, in the debris, yeah. you get Lando,
2: the you, get Yo- you get Yoda, you get the reveal of Darth Vader, and. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, just, now, I, think it... I agree with you. It is the best movie, but here's they're why uh, you botched the entire draft. As I was thinking, if I had the first pick, I'd have to go with what my second pick will be right now. The first or the second overall pick. And that is a new hope. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, where the whole story started, it is in my grasp. Okay. Credit to me, okay. none of you would exist now yeah. without my existence. Okay. See now, Ryan, you went with the smart pick. But I went with the annoying man's pick, because once again, I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like, uh, hey, little guy, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you ever hear of him? Help me, Obi-Wan, that's in mine. Tatooine, Jabba, Jabba the Hut, little guy, the, the, the Kessel Run, huh? Like, come on, we, we got- the trash compactor use the force luke use the force like if you've never been throwing a baseball as a kid and thinking of that scene when you think like throw it don't aim it that, that that's that's that scene right there come on i got a new hope i got the originator oh, What, a, what a know, dude, there's, there's one up for best picture did mine yeah oh, oh uh, how do you look honest uh, to god go. i thought that that was empire that was the one that did empire was critically panned when it first came out now i would like this on the record i had my plan for the first pick for the second pick and the third pick the snake and i knew no matter which pick i'd have i would have had the best pick of the first round but this time i don't even need to make it up a new yeah. hope is in the ld team noah you have two picks back to back try not to make a mistake here
1: Yeah, I think my first pick has got to be, I mean, you guys got the best Star Wars movies right off the bat. There's no, there's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and do a little bit of a personal, uh, personal pick for me, since I've got two, I might as well. I'm
0: going to go with Revenge of the Sith. Damn it.
1: First. Oh, Damn it. I wanted out of, I know yeah.
0: to on the swing back. I thought it I maybe be around.
1: The strongest of the three of the of
0: Oh yeah. The three
1: most days. fight scenes. I mean like honestly, the thing I love about Revenge of the Sith is you could really really remove Phantom Menace and Clone Wars altogether and just have Revenge of the Sith as a prequel movie to the other and the other three. And it would have been not only like received slightly better, like I, I think it wouldn't have offended anybody because it is like there's those first two there's those first two prequel movies, and then Revenge of the Sith has this complete tonal shift where like <laughs> Lucas is like, all right, we're getting sad now, we're getting really messed up, we're killing everybody, we're 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 making you know this guy like Anakin, who you're going to think is pretty cool in the beginning, a total dick bag, like we're, you know, it's, I mean, like I, growing up, I really couldn't think of another story like revenge of the Sith where it's like the fall of a hero. I mean, like much like many people who grew up in the seventies where star Wars was their first experience with the classic Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. My first experience ever with, you know, the fall of the hero story was Anakin Skywalker, and I was, like, mesmerized by it. It was the first time I'd ever seen that story, and for the most part, it was done pretty well. The guy who tempts him is Ian McDermott, who's an amazing actor. He's really freaky and really tempting, and Hayden Christensen had some bad written lines, but man, when he is just, like, emoting and just like using
0: the Obi-Wan's idea. so upset at the end of that movie. <laughs> Obi-Wan really did get blindsided if you think about it. Like he never did anything to Anakin and he's like, I hate you! <laughs> like oh, Obi-Wan, Like when Obi-Wan says like, you were <laughs> supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. I was like, eh, great, great point from Obi-Wan. Yeah, point. <laughs> like Not only did Obi-Wan,
1: oh yeah. And like never forget Obi-Wan's perfect delivery of Anakin Palpatine
0: is evil. Oh yeah! Oh, that is that is. Because yeah, he's like, from my view, the Jedi are evil. Notice you had to say, from my view. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Obi Wan have to say, Anakin, Palpatine. Also, I'll never forget being a kid and not understanding how such a giant moment can cultivate with. Come on now, Anakin! I have the high ground. It's like, what? these guys can fly through the air. Like, I, I, what does high ground even mean to these guys? There's never been a thing in the Star Wars universe. Also, that. that movie just starts with, a, like, 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 the storming of Normandy from Saving Private Ryan, but in space. Like, stuff is, it. there's that scene with the spider bots. Obi-Wan just goes, spider bots. And, like, I'm just supposed to know what they are. They're these spiders that exist in space that, like, it's crazy. They're so General Grievous is, is just introduced in that movie. <laughs> yeah. That guy was awesome. Yeah. That guy oh, was right.
1: character. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that's what Lucas is amazing at man is his characters. Even though they're so soapy, like they're for whatever reason they just feel so grand, and it's something a lot of the new Star Wars media hasn't been able to accomplish. They've tried to imitate, surely, with the new trilogy, which is what my second pick is going to be
2: from, ooh.
1: because uh, I. I don't, I don't know if I'm in the minority anymore, but when I first saw this movie, I, I certainly was. And boy, did I tell you, I, I did not know it. Because I saw this movie opening night and uh, with some friends who also liked it, and I was floored. I, I walked out of that theater at 3 a.m. and I was like, this, this movie's gonna like change things. Like this is, this is, like, this is like the newest Star Wars thing ever. And my pick, of course, is The Last Jedi. so, So many people have so many valid, very valid concerns and problems with that movie. But the reason why it's my second pick is because, yes, as valid as those, you know, very severe criticisms are, I commend and admire the direction in that movie that tried to do something different was something that we were all expecting, was something that like, there were so many theories and like, and expectations and thoughts that went into this movie. Everybody thought they had figured it, they had it figured out because Star Wars had been so done before. Everybody wanted it to be all connected. And I know the exert your expectations have become a joke, but he Johnson really wrote something that nobody saw coming, and like I commend him for that. I think that was I do
0: really- like Luke in the Last Jedi. I think the people that like like I don't know if you don't like that ending where he like projects himself across the galaxy and like fights but doesn't and like like saves the day, like like he got one over on Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's sitting there like, darn it, like like yeah. he got him. The first Jedi fight to be won i mean
1: luke one is a pacifist he saved them all by not fighting mm-hmm. amazing like mm-hmm. i mean there's just so like i could really dig into it and i could really get into all the things i love about the movie but like just trust me when i say there there's some really genuine intelligence in that script and i know it faults on a lot of things a lot of the post stuff doesn't make sense a lot of the uh Laura Dern shit doesn't make sense Leia flying through space I know it's a silly image it's so ridiculous I even laughed when I saw that for the first time but man like and like Finn repeating his arc that sucks but the uh the hyperspace uh Yeah that was awesome that's one of
0: the coolest things they've ever done yeah. in Star Wars
1: I mean like you can you can sum all my all, everything I have to say about that movie up with that scene is like no one saw that coming. And it's some yeah. of the coolest Star Wars stuff we've
0: got. But Benicio Del Toro's character did suck. Oh, right awful. Yeah. awful. Now, unfortunately for Noah, but fortunately for me, Noah has made a grave mistake, cause falling right into my lap, one of my all time favorite Star Wars movies, some might call it the end, the return of the Jedi. What a- I-, no, I-, I- only in my greatest dreams could I have imagined that I'd end up from the two slot with a new hope and Return of the Jedi. I mean, folks, where to even begin? Uh, there is an age demographic, like people born in like 1978 to like people born in like 2000, they'll remember that moment they saw Princess Leia in that metal bikini for the first time. That's not what Star Wars is about, but I'm just saying that's iconic. That's a piece of American history. To little LD who didn't have the internet yet, that meant a lot to me. But. Looking past that, I mean, like you're coming off the heels of, of The Empire Strikes Back. The hero's lost. Luke lost a hand. We found out Vader's his father. Han's been stolen. Like the chips are down. The people are depressed. I, I mean, we've the whole job palace scene. We got, we got Boba Fett. Yeah. What's that thing? The Rancor? What's the big thing with like the claws? Yeah. Oh, oh, it, there, there were pig guards. Are you kidding me? I got pig guards. I'm not even out of the first 15 <laughs> minutes of my movie yet. Like, like we got more Yoda. We, we've got, there's, it was the only time. Look, I know that in the new trilogy, there's 50 versions of the Death Star. I know it seems like that's all they could do. I will never forget being a kid and popping in uh, R- Return of the Jedi and being like, there's a second Death Star? What are they gonna do? <laughs> like they barely beat the first one. I, they're, they're not gonna make the same mistake twice. Like I was all in, I was, I, you know, we have that whole scene where the emperor arrives at the Death Star and like, like there's, there's that one Imperial officer who's all like, like, hey, sir, like we gotta get things spick and span. And the guy's like, don't tell me what to do. And he's like, the emperor's coming. Oh man, the way the air gets sucked out of the room. Hey guys, you ever hear of a little thing called an Ewok? Pretty damn adorable, if I say so myself. They're beating these machines with like stones and and, 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 like swinging logs. Come on, they're great. We got this battle on the ground. They got to take out the speed generator. Also, this movie invented the scout trooper and its speeder bike. Very popular, just saying, just saying. But... We got this ragtag group of, like, teddy bears and people on the ground trying to take down a shield generator. Luke's wearing a black shirt but with a white T-shirt underneath, which back then was enough for people to be like, whoa, deep. He had the light side inside of him all along. But, like, Darth Vader, I mean, we have a a slight – a lightsaber fight, not enough people talk about this, that ends with Darth Vader gorilla press slamming the Emperor down like a shoot, (laughs) like what? It doesn't end with the force. It doesn't end with a lightsaber stab. Darth Vader just lifts this old head up over his head and just tosses him down to kingdom come. It's crazy if you think about it. Like, dude, do you remember seeing his like Darth Vader's big blue head for the first time? I was like, whoa, like, that, that's what fatherhood's all about, if you ask me. Like, oh man, it was just, I can't, I'm i thrilled to be walking out with Return of the Jedi here in the I second round. Movies and I can't even, like, not everybody could say the same about
1: mine. What? I say, you got two good movies that already yeah. Yeah. would say the same
0: about mine. I did want The Phantom Menace, or not The Phantom Menace. I did want uh, Revenge of the Sith really badly, though, so. Ryan, it is it is your I, turn now. You're yeah, I, I I had
2: Return of the Jedi at my number two overall, so I, I'm I'm with you, LD. I so I get two in a row now. I um oh yeah, Good
0: luck. I went
2: back and forth a little bit with these, but I'm gonna go with The Force Awakens. Okay, nice. Um, Great.
0: Pick. I think
2: I think it's the I think it's the best one out of the new trilogy. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm a big nostalgia guy with the Star Wars. With Star Wars, so I I liked bringing back han i like mm-hmm. the mystery of luke leading through that whole movie what's he doing why is he there i and i think kylo ren for me was my favorite character yeah mm-hmm. favorite new character of new trilogy so he was awesome um though it had you know similar vibes to the new hope kind of the same deal like destroying the the main
0: yeah that star I- I- thing um
2: I just I I, can, I, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh,
0: I just wanted to give you some credit. I feel like uh, the Force Awakens. Everyone loved it when it came out, and then a year later, everyone was like, "Well, it didn't reinvent the wheel, but it didn't have to." It was it like it's one of those movies that it had a little bit of a down period where people were yeah. low on it. But I do think it's one of those ones where when you watch, it is a great Star Wars movie. It's a great Star Wars movie. It is exactly, mm-hmm. and that that's the way to put it. That's it's that's, like that's how that's how I see cartoon.
1: it. It's what it always reminds me of. Of what? Saturday morning cartoon. yeah yeah it's awesome you know
2: it yeah checked off a lot of boxes like going into it i was like all right Mm -hmm. my expectations were kind of high and i feel like they met them okay um so i'll go with the force awakens and then i'm gonna go with i'll round out the new trilogy with the rise of skywalker all right um again i was very critical i walked out of the last jedi noah and i loved it and I mm-hmm. thought about it, watched it again, kind of thought about it some more. It's like, ah, it's just as a yeah. I just felt like as a, it went against too much of what Star Wars is, I guess. Ah, which fine. is why you liked it, which is why I right. didn't like it. Right. But I I like the way they ended with Luke in the Last Jedi because mm-hmm. I didn't like his character or all. But um, again, the nostalgia of bringing back all the characters I liked, the Emperor uh Palpatine bloodline. I don't know. I don't really know how I
1: mm-hmm.
2: feel about that. I wasn't crazy about it, but I felt like for what they were trying to do, it worked. I felt like they were trying to revert or try and fix what the Last Jedi kind of did for people mm-hmm. by bringing back the nostalgia and having the Palpatine tie-in, which yeah. I, which I I get and I I respect. Um, but I felt like overall, kind of a rushed movie
0: mm-hmm. with a
2: with a decent ending. Uh, but again, I felt satisfied. For like the end the totality i was like okay i feel okay about it but again you okay. watch it again and you kind of nitpick it but i'm happy with it
0: now i will need noah to back me up to the audience here me and okay. noah saw uh the rise of skywalker in a theater the night it released in los angeles and oh, wow. the people in this theater to this day might think that like you know, George Carlin was in the crowd that night. I had this theater rolling with me. There was literally a moment where I just yelled out, what? Like really loudly in the theater. Noah, like, Noah, no, I need you to pat me on the back here. I had some one-liners from that movie that were all time. Yeah, very true. One of
1: my, one of my absolute favorites was uh, – the the Emperor starts starts going off doing his thing at Ray and Kylo saying like, you know, evil and all this you know, the, the thing he normally does. And Lucas leans over to me and whispers, play into the hits, I see. Goes, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, the Emperor the Emperor like the Emperor just that's his one Emperor's got one move and it's like like no 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 Evil. Like like the Emperor's <laughs> always like, Oh, oh wait, oh you just beat me? That's what I wanted. Ooh. It's like, no, you lost, Emperor. I'm sorry. Like, the one part of. of you get credit for the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, this obviously, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker was the first pick of the last round. So obviously, there's no right. 10 right. out of 10 movies left. Right. But the one complaint about the, la- the Rise of Skywalker that I would feel compelled to bring up, like I said, I saw it with Noah in California, staying at Noah's house. Noah goes to bed, his roommate comes back from having just seen the movie as well. And he's like, oh, what'd you think? We're talking about it. And I say to my roommate, or to Noah's roommate, I said, hey, how did Han Solo appear to to Ben Solo during that movie? Han didn't know the force, how could he be a force ghost? They always said that like, doing a force ghost is the hardest thing to do with the force. And Noah's roommate just goes, ah, no, nah, I'm pretty sure I was just like a regular ghost. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that doesn't explain the absurd. I, I just was like, yeah,
1: yeah, I guess. Like, could be. Like, I don't know. He said it very genuinely in defense, though.
0: which is uh, Yeah, he's like, ah, I think that was just a, a regular ghost. And I was like, all right, good enough for me it was a regular ghost, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you
1: feel like a fool for thinking so hard
0: about it? Yeah, <laughs> I I I will definitely say this Ryan that would have been my like that yeah. Rise of Skywalker was I knew you were going to take uh, the Force Awakens just cuz like yeah. I do think the final three movies were kind of obvious that were coming Rise yeah. of Skywalker would have been the one I had taken here if you had taken this but you didn't so I will proudly be taking The Phantom Menace mm. Listen here ladies and gentlemen mm. LD was like five years old in 1999 when the Phantom Menace came out. My parents do not care at all about Star Wars or fantasy stuff or science fiction. How upset my parents were when people, uh, for those of you who don't know, my name's Lucas. How many people would come up to five year old me at the mall when my parents were like, hey, Luke, come back here. And they'd be like, whoa, you named him actor Luke Skywalker. That's sick. And my parents would just get very upset, but (laughs) look. LD mm-hmm. was young when the Phantom Menace was a thing. And I bought that shit hook, line, and sinker. It starts, like, look, I don't know I don't know what the separatist movement's about. I don't know intergalactic trade laws all that well. I don't know what the, the tariff were on that I don't know what those people were upset about. But like, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, A, everyone was like excited to see young Obi-Wan, that was cool. We got Liam Neeson, you know, ooh, that's cool too. Next thing you know, they're on this, this, ship and the droid decars come out the destroyer droids. The first time you see those Johns roll up in their little ball and pop up with the shooters and the shield. I was like, what are these guys, what are these bozos going to do about that? And they got shields. It was amazing. <coughs> Look, does, does Jar Jar Binks stink? Absolutely. Was baby Anakin awful? Absolutely. But like as a child, I'll never forget. I was like, We got pod races here. Then we got this planetary invasion. There's a lot of action. Darth Maul. Darth Maul is so cool. They keep bringing Darth Maul back into things, even though we saw him get cut in half. Imagine that. Imagine a character appearing in exactly one movie saying no words and getting cut in half, but being so cool because of his face paint, his little horns, and his double-sided lightsaber that there was such a demand for him to come back that they had to just keep doing it. He was cut in half. This isn't, this isn't Game of Thrones. Like, there isn't magic like that. They, they were just like, oh, yeah, they replaced his legs with, like, spider legs. I don't know. I mean, Darth Maul is cool. Darth Maul is great. How can you not like Darth Maul? That's what, I mean, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. I I pulled off a hell of a board here. And now Noah gets to proudly take the clone war- attack of the clones. Look at him, he's thrilled, he's loving every moment of this. Noah, I know that sand is coarse and, and rough and you don't care for it. Tell us a bit about the, sh- the movie, so forgettable that a lot of people think it's called the Clone Wars and not attack of the clones. Go ahead, baby, Amazing. genosis, genoa, Lovely. whatever that planet is. Ah,
1: as Lucas is talking, I was trying to think of one, one genuine compliment to give this movie and I, I can't. I can't think of <laughs> a single thing that's good about it like even even the technology used the it's just looks it all looks so CGI I guess there's some nice shots of Anakin driving his bike in the sun but and like there's some nice there's there's some nice chemistry chemistry between Aiden Christensen and Natalie Portman but it's because Natalie Portman is such an amazing actor like I, but and that's really the only <laughs> Good thing about it. Same with Ewan McGregor. He's an amazing middle middle to young aged Obi-Wan. He's fantastic. He also can make some bad writing sound pretty good. Um, There's Jango Fett, uh, who's become such a large role in in Star Wars history. He he was even mentioned on The Mandalorian, uh, which is good news for for Attack of the Clones. Um, But yeah, the last time I saw this movie, the the thing I remember most was how many freaking toys there were. I mean like just every single second, every frame was introducing some new droid or robot or ship or weapon or, or, you know, that's when you see Mace Windu with his with his purple lightsaber, which is awesome. You gotta give Mace Windu some credit for chopping off the head of Django Fett, which we were all young when we saw that. I'm sure we all thought that was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, the, the thing I can remember about Attack of the Clones was some, you know, happily was that as a kid, I saw that and I saw some stuff from it. And I was like, that's cool. I want to go to the store and buy it. <laughs> so Which, Noah's hey, pretty good. I give it some credit for that, right? That's a good
0: way to make money. So Noah's pretty immediately disqualified from winning the draft because he had nigh a good thing to say about his final pick, taking out about a third of his roster. There's a win in the draft. (laughs) There's there's very much so a winner and a loser in the draft. And I think I'm in the W column, if I'm going to be honest. (laughs) But I did have something to say about Attack of the... Oh, honestly, man, to this day, they did a very bad job of explaining, A, why the Jedis needed an army, and B, why they like the best way of getting that army was to show up at a random planet and be like, yeah, you guys can make clones, right? Wait a minute, a Jedi a long time ago told you to get us a giant clone army ready? Well, none of us know who told you to do that or why. But I mean, we'll take the clones, I guess. What could pretty go sure, wrong? Pretty sure that was a huge point Obi-Wan made. He like asked like, well, why do we need an army? And They didn't give him an answer. Yeah, they're like, we need to fight the droids. And it's like, any time I've seen a Jedi V droid, it's been like, <laughs> Jedi right why can't they just have a normal army too like like there's a republic why can't they go around to like each of the planets and be like hey guys like can you guys cough up 50 soldiers like we don't need much we got Jedis you know what I mean yeah
1: very good point it's uh yeah it's it's a bit odd it's that that whole plot line it's it's kind of amazing it was made to be honest and that's one nice thing I can say about it
0: do you feel weak like I don't know looking at yours Revenge of the Sith Return of the Jedi, Attack of the Cl- That's a pretty weak threesome of Star Wars movies. I, me. I mean,
1: like, I, yeah, genuinely, I can say <laughs> that people would look at my movies and say those are the worst Star Wars movies there are. But uh, hey, <laughs> you can't. If pick- I had
0: picked third, I would have gone with uh, Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith as my snake. I had my whole thing planned out, so don't worry. You, you did, you did well in that sense. I could. Ryan, I mean, he's got Empire, so I, I think yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. And I like, feel good with the Empire, and like even Force Awakens, like like I said, even like I feel like the time that was the most ever hated on the like hate was just like ah, this is cookie cutter. It wasn't like this is bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, just I agree. Tough, tough performance, no, but you know, maybe maybe next time. Maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, This podcast went great. Uh, I think we got a lot of Star Wars stuff going. Uh, Thank you, Noah, for coming on. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on as well.
2: My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Of course.
0: All right, L Disciples, we will be wrapping up. Uh, remember, next week I'll be dropping a DC Comics and a Wonder Woman episode before Wonder Woman 1984 drops, and then we'll be doing a little uh, live reaction to Wonder Woman that'll probably drop uh, the weekend after Christmas. So thank you guys for listening and uh, riding with LD as always, and I hope to hear from you guys again.